this conversation. Hey, if he don't win this year, he's a oh bum. My, what? Oh, no, that, that's, a hall, that's a Hall of Fame terrible take right there. No, it's not. Hall, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> what? Boy, just choke. Straight women booty and let the ball go. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. LeBron James. Puts up a three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of back. Oh yeah, but I will get to explaining and debating in a second. <laughs> what is up, buddy? Three in the possible, two in the possible today. Devion. I feel like that sometimes. We don't know we don't know where you're at. We hope you're good. <laughs> hope everything's all right. We'll hold it down without you. But, Joe, this was quite the week in the NBA. Man. Drama. Quite the week. Love it. We had firings. We had trades. We had a lot of scoring. We had a crazy game, double OT game last night. And we got the All-Star starter. So we're going to get into all of it. First, we got to start with what is probably the most controversial to us. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, despite having at the time the third best record in the NBA, fired their coach Adrian Griffin and hired Doc Rivers, who was a consultant for the team. It's weird. So it's, weird. it's just a very weird situation. But Joe, what was your kind of immediate reaction to this news? Uh, to me, to be honest, I was like, how does Doc keep getting these good jobs? I don't understand it, <laughs> but hey, he must he has something on somebody. He done a great job as a he must go into the room and be able to talk people over so easily. He must be really good at that because it's not the fact that he keeps getting other jobs. He keeps getting the prime jobs with superstar talent on him. And me. Yeah, exactly. And to me, he's almost at the point. Like if you look at college basketball with uh, John Calipari, got all the talent in the world, but only have one ring on his finger. I think that says a lot. Well, he has two, but, you know, one in Kentucky. I think that says a lot. Uh, So in my opinion. I always think it was a weird hire, but it was one of those situations where you go, okay, no one's liking this coach. We need somebody who can, I guess, bring some stability in there right away. That's the only thing that makes sense to me because I don't know how Doc Rivers makes them a better defensive team. He's not going to make all of a sudden make Dane play defense better. So to me, it was just a, it was a move of we need a little bit more stability. We need somebody that Giannis will actually listen to right away. Doc's the guy. Well, Giannis claims that he loved Adrian and didn't want him fired. So that's that's what Giannis. Said. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I, that's like LeBron James saying I didn't want David Black fired. He was a good guy. <laughs> like, got here. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I really don't get how Doc Rivers keeps ending up in these situations. Um, it feels real slimy. Just Hell yeah, he was consulting the team, and then the coach ends up getting fired halfway through his first season. And oh, look who's there to just walk right into the head coaching job. There, there's something a little off about that to me. Um, I don't want to be too harsh, but this is so not gonna lie. And I understand my heater in the in the midst of a six game losing streak right now, so 
it's going to sound crazy, but to me, as a Heat fan, when I heard this news, I was like, oh, that's good. That's one less team I got to worry about. Damn. That's exactly what th- went through my mind. I was like, okay. They'll, they'll be there. They'll have a good little seed and everything, but we bounced them out of there last year. Now that they got Doc Rivers in there, that just feel, makes me feel like, uh, okay. What about Giannis, though, man? I think Giannis may be the, the answer for that. You don't think so? You're not buying it? Embiid wasn't the answer. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, they were never the answer. I mean, the only person that's yeah. proven to be the answer was having a combination of Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, Ray Allen. Like, it took that much combined talent. Now, they do have a lot of combined talent over there, but he also had a lot of combined talent in Philly. And, and I one thing about was- Doc is, you know, he doesn't help you get over, like, the the not getting across the finish line thing. That's kind of his thing, too. Mm-hmm. So He's going to be sweating thing. just as much, yeah. You know, so if it gets down to, like, a game five, a game six, and one of these later later series, even if it's not by Heat, right? Say they're playing Boston or they're playing Philly or whoever. I just don't know that he's really the one that's going to get you across the finish line. And, like, you were saying, oh, yeah, we need to, get, we need to play better defense. They're going to, I guess, blame Adrian for that. But, right. like. What do you think was going to happen when you got rid of Drew Holiday and replaced him with a guy that hasn't played defense his entire career? Like, not that Dame was always, like, as bad as he is now, you know, when he was a little younger. He's bad right now. Like, I mean, right now, like, it's looking looking real James Harden-ish. You know, where it's it's, it's like a combination of, like, not a good defender to begin with and then, like, just not even trying and caring at the same time. Like, that's a bad combo on defense. And then you're expecting... Well, you think Doc's going to change that? No. No. I don't know what they're thinking. Dame has to change that. Like, that's a Dame thing. And that's not happening. So, I just, yeah, I feel bad for AJ. I mean, this is his first opportunity to be a head coach. And. Got 43 you know, obviously, games. Obviously, Doc Rivers, also fellow black man out there. But Adrian was a black guy getting a good opportunity as a first head coaching. That doesn't happen very often in the NBA. Nope. That's just kind of what annoyed me, even like on a different. 30 level and 13 record. Yeah, it's like, well, what Same. the fuck are you supposed to do? Like, what was he supposed to do to say, yeah, I deserve to have this job? Man. At least even see if I can win the finals? Unless it was just group? completely dysfunctional and unorganized. Like, that's the only thing I could think of, where it was just so bad and unorganized, where they're just like, he's not ready for this. You just think that, like, 30 like, and 13. I have no idea. <laughs> like, like, you would think the record would be a little right, worse if it, was, right? if it was that dysfunctional. I agree they didn't look great in the process. But, again, going from Lillard to Drew was a pretty big change. Change in philosophy, change in obviously the type of player playing point guard, right? Like that that's a very big change. And you brought in a new coach who is gonna obviously have some changes himself. So I just I really don't understand I don't understand what what why they got rid of him. But whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend that's too much time getting, or Dame. I mean that's that, Dame's the one that makes more sense to Dame me. Dame has that much power being there for forty three games. Be like, I don't like this guy. Like, I don't of, know if I don't know I if mean, he they spent a bunch of draft capital and whatnot to get him. You know what I'm saying? So like, if he if he all of a sudden gets upset, does he demand out and it, it, then it tanks the team? And then him demanding out does that lead to Giannis wanting out? Like, I think maybe that could be the the that's A to fair. B to C there, but. Again, I don't really get it. Uh, but let, let's talk about some of the other the other news that does involve my Heat. <laughs> so, Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, traded to the Heat uh, from Charlotte for a first-round pick in 2027 and the corpse of Kyle Lowry. So, Joe, what Damn. do you think? 
I love it for him. I mean, as we were just talking about Dame, if you look up Terry Rozier and you look at Dame, you can almost argue that Terry Rozier is having a better season than Dame is. He's playing less minutes. He's playing around less talent. And he's a top 20 scorer in the league right now. He's damn near a borderline all-star. I think he probably will. He might make the all-star team if he, if he can. Because the way he's been playing this year has been lights out. And he's an excellent three-point shooter. I think that's something that they need. Uh, he's he's also something that Miami has now that they got somebody who can just go get their own bucket besides Jimmy Butler. I think that's huge. And uh, Jimmy Butler's tired. You can just say Terry Rozier. He's kind of like Russell Westbrook. You know he's going to give you 110% every night. He out there going to play hard. He fits that culture perfectly. I think it's a huge benefit for them because he can shoot the three. And then in the fourth quarter, if Jimmy Butler gets tired, he can take over. And then that just takes the offensive onus off of uh, Jimmy Butler. And he can go in the fourth quarter and lock down one of the, the top stars on the other team. And Terry Rozier can do what he does. I think it's a great fit for them. It's going to be interesting to see how it works with Tyler Hero. Though. Tyler Hero may be a little disrespected, lose some of that shine. And you know how egos can mess up the whole team. So that's one thing I think is, that could hurt them is how Tyler Hero reacts. But besides that, I think it's a great trade. Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, the Heat needed – the Heat were sitting at 28th in the NBA in scoring. Mm-hmm. Well, they were last year too, though, to the playoffs. True. I mean, and, and again, like, I don't – I'm not putting a ton of stock into the stats. The Heat this year have had the most starting – or the second most starting lineups in the NBA, and it's not really close between them and whoever's in third, right? They've had 25 different lineups. Damn. So part of the issues with the Heat has just been chemistry. Finally, like at this point, they're getting all their people back, which is kind of ironic. Is now they're in a six-game losing streak, finally yeah. getting all their people back, but haven't really played together much. And now you're adding in a new player that's, you know, going to be a little more of a a little more of a change to integrate into their offense and some of the defenses that Spo likes to do. You know, I've I've seen a lot of Heat fans pissed because they're like, well, look, look at the Knicks. They got OG, and it was a seamless fit that just started winning immediately. As it's different. You don't run things for OG, right? No. OG is just an easy plug-and-play type of guy. Terry, you're going to draw some stuff up for Terry. Thanks. <laughs> and, you know, like you were saying, Hero's got to figure out how to kind of play with him. Uh, Jimmy, I, I don't think Jimmy really has a hard time playing with anybody. He's fine if other people take all the shots. As long as they got heart, I'll play with you. Yeah. So I think in the long run, it's going to be a good thing for the Heat. It's going to take a little figuring out time, I think. You know, for the times, it will obviously change as more time goes on, but it does make the Heat the only team with four 20 points per game scores on the team, which is interesting for a team that is so far down the ranks in scoring in total. But again, those averages are probably inflated because Hero played a lot of games without Jimmy, so he got to take a lot more shots, and then they're all playing games at each other, et cetera, et cetera. I think this puts the Heat solidly in with those – Celtics and and Bucks and Sixers and uh, the Pacers now, depending on how you view them with Siakam. Um, so I think I think they needed to make a move like this. I think it's you know in a sense it, it might end up being better than them having to give up as much as they would have had to give up to get Dame over the summer. You give up less but keep more of your parts. So we'll see. We'll see if the Heat are done making moves too. Um, that'll be interesting. Because right now I'm starting to think they got too many cooks in the kitchen right now like I'm, I'm watching their games it just feels like you know like caleb martin last year had oh, a great yeah. role played a great playoffs now i'm just like he's like it feels like he's getting like 20 minutes and it's like he doesn't really seem to be that same aggressive person uh, move on. someone would want him Facts. someone would want him so maybe you 
kind of defined role your Lakers might be able to use a guy like Caleb Martin, play defense and can kind of create his own shot in a in a pinch. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the historic week, Joe. This was insane. Four different sixty point performances this week. Two of them going for seventy. Insane. We had on Monday we had Cat and Embiid. Embiid dropped seventy in a win. Cat dropped sixty-two in a, a loss. loss. And you know what's crazy, Joe? Such a cat type of stat. What's you know what's crazy is I had a segment all prepared until Luca had to go fuck it up and drop seventy-three <laughs> himself because we had three sixty-plus points. I was gonna say, okay, we'll do start, sit, cut with the with the sixty-point performances. But now he want to come Luka in here and it. fuck up the numbers and shit. So I don't know how we're exactly, but I want you to grade these. I want you to rank these one through four in terms of impressiveness. So you had. You obviously had. Uh, Ooh, that's tough. One through four. Okay, I'm gonna put. Oh man, that's tough. One. Th- and obviously, D book the other one that dropped sixty. We I know. I may put but... Devin Booker at number one, and then I'm putting Booker one. I'm putting Luca two. I'm putting MB three, and then I'm putting Cat four. Like you, I mean, that's rough. I know. I know Booker lost two, but. About to say, I, the way he scores his is more impressive. I thought, and I was watching that Luca game, man. He's playing against the Hawks; they don't have no defense. And then Embiid, so, I'm putting the Trailblazers down... do. No, not yeah, really. But they got Phoenix some playing. They got some length. They got some people. You know, they got some length. They right. can disrupt you. I mean, but he's also he was doing this shooting the ball, man. Like he was just shooting the ball lights sure. out. And then sure. Luca, like he was, oh, he was toying with the Hawks, like. The, it was he was making every shot too. It was impressive, but it's the Hawks. And then Embiid, I I watched that game too. Popovich, it was like Popovich said, "Guess what, Wimby, welcome to the NBA. There's no double teams. <laughs> it was just straight up. It, good luck. You going on against Embiid? I was watching Embiid was just like post him up or a jab, and then just pull up and shoot right over him. It, it was just eating them alive." And then Cat, when I watched that, you were sitting out there trying your hardest to get that 60 points in the fourth quarter and lost the game for your team. I can't respect that. I mean, it would have been – everybody would have applauded you if you got 58, 54. We still would have talked about you. Shit, he was trying to get 70. He really was, yeah. And, and it cost him the game, even though – Because he was sitting uh, at 58 going into the third quarter or going yeah, into the fourth quarter. And just start taking terrible shots. Yeah, so if I'm going to rank him, I'm going to rank Lucas one. I think Lucas was the most impressive even though I'm not the biggest Luka fan, but that, that game was insane. Insane. I'm going to go in B2. I'm, I got to rank the winners before I rank the losers. That's just how my mind works. So I'm going in B2. Um, Booker, three. Because like you said, so many jump shots, so many off-the-dribble moves, like insane shot making. Mm-hmm. And then Cat, impressive. <laughs> But like, God damn it, man! It was like that was such a cat fucking. Yes, it was. It was such a Timberwolves performance. Like it was like it was so. It was just everything you think about him and that franchise, perfectly wrapped into one. Yep. It's just like, oh my god. And the thing that like the reason why he has to be four is because despite obviously he was a reason why they had built their big lead and everything, but he kind of shot them out the game. Like he, he did ten in the fourth. quarter. When they needed it, yes, and, now, and his coach called him out for it too. Yeah, the, the players even admitted, like, yeah, we were really just kind of trying to feed him to get him to, to 70. And it's just like, win the game oh, first, and then you, you lost to the goddamn Hornets. 
That's what my, I'm, yeah, my man Terry Rogier had his lasting his last impact in in Charlotte was spoiling <laughs> cats sixty ball. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, the, and then Booker, I just get so impressed. Like when you watch him and like the the shots, because what I appreciate about Booker is what I in like what I don't like, you know, about a Luca or a Harden or like a lot of the guys like that. They're it trying very hard. It doesn't take. Booker very long to get into his move and then get his shot up. That's what I appreciate. It's so much easier to play around that because if he doesn't get a shot, it's like, okay, then he moves it. But man, you know what the underrated part about the Luka thing is too, Joe? His 70 ball? Against Trey Young? Yeah, because that, that draft night narrative yep. still That's being That's why he was going out there like that too. Oh yeah, he's Luka like, he's was like, going out there to show a point. Make a point. Play, he's like, yeah, let me remind y'all. Facts. You could have had me. <laughs> Oh man, that no, Luca in Atlanta would have been awesome though, for real. Boy would have had a high yeah. top fade and everything by now. <laughs> Probably it would whatever. be amazing. Oh, okay. Atlanta could be a little more relevant. No, but... it's Atlanta. They're never going to be relevant. No, no. Come on, LeBron finished that a long time ago. Hmm. Mm. Just yeah, one seat, one seat, and got their ass packed up and sent home quickly with the swiftness. Yes. Let's talk about LeBron though. Uh, Lakers Nation, double OT thriller against Golden State last night, and LeBron did the thing that everyone always claims he's so fucking scared of doing. Mm-hmm. Down one, took it to the rim, got fouled, made both free throws, ball game. Your reaction. Man, 38. Man, 38. My reaction, we we don't appreciate LeBron James and Steph Curry enough. It's amazing how old both of those guys are. And for them two to be the best players on the court last night was absolutely amazing. Like, watching that game, I was just in awe. Every time Steph got the ball, I was like, dude, really? I was like, man, he's not going to miss. And then that little, the dribble, like, sometimes I disrespect Steph for his easy-ass layups. Like, I think he gets a lot of easy layups. But that turn back to make the layup to force overtime was pretty clean. Like, that's a ballsy-ass move, mm. a cocky move to do at the end of the game like that. Like, that was clean. And then it's just amazing how good they are. We really just got to sit back and appreciate it. Like, people talk too bad about them and not appreciate them enough because it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what I saw last night. Like, I didn't care about nobody else on the court. I was waiting to see what Steph Curry and LeBron James was going to do. Like, I forgot Anthony Davis was there, and he had a good game. But it didn't matter did well. because did we, it, well. we got to see two legends still going at it and put on a show. It was amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, interesting about that was it was the first time that those two had met in the regular season and gone to OT. First OT game between those two. Really? The they regular, didn't have a Christmas Day season. OT game or anything? That's crazy. No. Or opening day overtime? That's interesting. Mm. So, yeah. I was I was keeping I was keeping a very close eye on that game, Joseph, because I had a little parlay going that needed the um, Lakers to win. So... That hit for me. LeBron helped you out there. LeBron helped me out. Uh, out. Yeah, so I was real pissed when AD looked like looking like he was lost. Oh my god! When regulation, he looked... when Steph just—I mean, great no. move, great move. It like, was, not, but... It's not really AD's fault, but I was still like mad in the moment, like, oh, they fucking blew no. this in overtime. I was so scared when he walked into the tunnel. I said, "Here we." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was so mad, bro, when he walked to that tunnel. Man, it was ridiculous. I, I'll tell you this, Joe. 36, 20, and 12, I think, was LeBron's final stat line. Absurd for someone 
He's what, 30, is he 39 now? 39, 38 39, or 39, 39, whatever. One of them. Up there, damn near 40. Too damn old. Yeah. Insane. That's insane. And then again, you know, Steph's not exactly young anymore. He's still 34, <laughs> 35. I mean. The fact that LeBron had to do all that and it still came down to the wire is troublesome. And you got Anthony Davis. It, it, that's troublesome. I'm just saying. They had Steph Curry. That's all they had. Yep. I mean, Draymond was playing really well. I ain't going front. He, he had a good game. Yeah, Draymond did his thing. But like you said, no CP. You know, the Lakers are still missing some role players. But, yeah, I mean, as we talked about this last week. Like, what's going on with the Lakers? And it's just like, you never used to have to worry about the Lakers if AD showed up. And, like, AD has pretty much been showing up night in and night out this year. And it's just not it's not mattering. Um, yeah, that's troubling. Rough but scary, I, want, I want to focus on, the like, like that game last night was just cinema i mean that like if you're a basketball fan doesn't really matter how if you're a, more of a casual fan or if you're like a sicko that likes to watch every single game that's out there like that was like that is just pure basketball like, i still love watching golden state play basketball like they just they play a beautiful brand of basketball and then lebron's greatness is just like you said we we need to like people need to like cherish these moments he's not going to be playing that much longer he threw a pass he was posted up at the uh at the far corner, like towards the arc of the top of the arc, and he had his back posted up, and Vanderbilt was in the paint, and he threw a behind the back bounce pass saw in that. the second. You saw that, dude? That was I was like, oh my god! And it was just a pass, but the I, I was so glad Vanderbilt made it. But the pass was amazing, bro. That was crazy. It was amazing. It was great. <laughs> it was like, oh, LeBron, and it was just a Don't pass. That's how you know how great he is. He's playing, man. I yeah, I, you know what? I, the more I think about it too, like that that little like kind of weakish that they they sat him down with whatever foot soreness or whatever. I feel like that's a that should be a good routine for the Lakers throughout the season. Like you know, if we get to you know maybe end of February, maybe do something similar. You know, depending on like how they're fighting for seating and everything as we get towards the end of the year. Like I think they need to mix some of that kind of like maintenance period in for him because he he's come back and looked really really fresh he looked really good that, yeah yes yeah and i think and he's you know, older so he has that exemption he can use that mm-hmm. so he can sit and rest i'll take him penalty yeah i think he's, i think there is something with his foot too so i don't, I don't even know if they Thanks. would need to you know trick the system or whatever but let, let's talk about let's, let's talk about something else related to lebron kind of all-star starters are announced LeBron now has made the All-Star game 20 times, which is the most ever. So shout out to LeBron again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't know the we don't know the reserves yet, but we got the starters. So in the West, we got LeBron, Luka, SGA, Jokic, and KD. In the East, we got Giannis, Embiid, Halliburton, Dame, and Tatum. So did anyone get snubbed? I think so. I think Anthony Davis got snubbed. I, and I know we just gave LeBron all this love, but I really think Anthony Davis should have been on there over LeBron. I think they put LeBron up there because of his record going, being on all-star games, being the first-team all-star game like that, starter. I mean, I think they wanted to give him his love well, remember, and Remember, starter, starters are voted on by the fans. I know. I agree. I, I agree with that. I think the fans should have voted for Anthony Davis more. I really do. I think he played great this year. I think he deserved to be a starter. 
Uh, LeBron had a lot of games where he did not look good early on in the season until that end season term- tournament stuff started. And Anthony Davis has been really good all year long. So I think they should get, I think fans should vote for Anthony Davis. I would have voted for Anthony Davis over LeBron James this year, for sure. Um, I'm not, I'm not moved one way or the other by that. I don't, that doesn't bother me too much. Um, I think there's certainly a case for it, but I don't know when, when I've watched the Lakers, LeBron still looks like the better player to me. So like, I'm not, well, yeah, cause he's I doing get, all I get, he's, what, I get what you're saying, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm not going to lose sleep over that one. Uh, the one that, the one that I just really can't make any sense of is, is Dame. I, I just, I he's just not been very good. This, like he's been good, but he hasn't been to his standards as good as he usually I mean, is. Like I said earlier, Terry Rozier, you can argue has had a better season. Yeah, I mean, again, he didn't individually, didn't do it, not didn't team. Do it, yeah, individually, much with Charlotte, but yeah, but individually. Um, I mean, the person to me that just obviously should have started in the East is Jalen Brunson. I mean, he has been playing so good this year. It, it, it's again, you know. We love to troll the Knicks and everything, and that's always fun. But <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that they're going to be much of a factor in the playoffs. But I mean, Jalen Brunson has been fantastic. He deserved, in my opinion, that spot over over Dame. But and what's surprising about that is he's got that. New York. He's got New York's media behind. Right. So why were they not voting? How for the him? hell did that not happen? Like, how did New York not get Jalen Brunson in over Dame, who was in Milwaukee? That's a good question. Damn. Knicks fans, they, Knicks fans ain't coming hard. They watch hard them all enough. the time. They watch them all the time. They don't like them, I guess. I guess. I they guess. probably voted for OG. That's probably why. I, I, because I, they've they've been playing well since the, he got there. The I would be me, surprised. I, I would not be surprised if Knicks fans was like, "But OG, that we've been winning since he got here. We, we look like we can make it to the finals now." Blah blah blah. Yeah. That's Stephen A. effect. They, they don't need. They don't need to think about nothing. You know, Stephen A. is part of the problem, about, though. That he is the problem. I agree. Him, him, ESPN, all those national media outlets, they don't want they don't want to talk about Jalen Brunson. They they just want to keep talking about the same handful of people. Right. Julius Randle. <laughs> That's it. That's, you're right. You ain't lying. You know, if they if they spent you know, if they went into their, their shows and maybe covered more than the Lakers and the and the Cowboys, they could maybe, you know, mm-hmm. give some and love nobody would be surprised about Halliburton this year. True. True. He has definitely elevated significantly, but you know we could you could, you know we on this show have been talking about Halliburton since last year. I'm gonna say almost two years for sure. So we talked about it when he got traded to the Pacers. We said that was a great trade for the Pacers. Yep, yep, great trade for both teams. Teams, yeah, works right. working out so far for both teams. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it. It really is crazy. The Kings are a successful franchise. And the Pacers are a successful franchise. You don't see that very often. Jeff. And the Timberwolves are a successful franchise right now. Okay, so and the Los Angeles Clippers are a successful franchise right now. So I'm glad that you brought up the Timberwolves Ooh. because I don't know who to necessarily replace, but I feel like my man Anthony Edwards should have been a starter. You know what? I feel like Anthony Edwards should have been a starter. Yeah, but who you replace? That's what I'm saying. Like, I like Ooh, I don't really want to replace S replace SGA. SGA. You can't. It's or tough Luka, to stay really. replace Luca right now after <laughs> fresh off his 73 piece. Man, that's tough. But 
I mean, Ant has been so good this year. And the Mavs aren't fucking winning like the Timberwolves are. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. And you can't but, tell me, like, oh, well, look who's like, his health. You know what? A lot of people are going to say that. And Rudy I agree. Gobert. But I've already heard a lot of NBA media pundits say that it, uh, that they're playing well because of their defense. They're giving it to Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns' defense. I've heard them say that multiple times. So, like, Anthony Edwards is playing well, but it's all because of that defense first. I'm just saying what I've heard on, on NBA radio and other NBA people talking about it. They keep talking about Rudy Gobert. All right, take Anthony Edwards off there. See if they score enough points with that. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, again, I don't really know who to replace there. Maybe he replaces LeBron. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just feel like I needed to say that because, you know, as the one That's right, he definitely on the show that, that said before the year that he would be a top 10 player, I feel like I need to, I need to put that in there. You did say that. I disagreed, and I was like, no, because Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are there. Let's see, they're going to fuck it up. Yep. Now we'll see how they the season finishes. We'll see how the season finishes because, like that game, honestly, that sixty-piece game feels like it could be a turning point. Oh no! It yeah, cat could be like, cat could go back and be like, "See, I told you I should have been the number one option." Uh oh! Yeah, he gonna change his voice. He's gonna get all deep again. Oh man! Yep. Well, and just the fact that they found a way to lose that game too is just like okay. pathetic. I know Anthony Towns was pissed. I'm not Anthony Towns. I know Anthony Edwards was pissed in the locker room after a game like that. He, he, he should have walked in my fuck your 70 ball. Give me exactly. the goddamn ball in the fourth quarter. All right. Exactly. That's what that's what needs to happen there. But I ain't gonna get too mad at it. I ain't get too mad at it. But all right, Joe. Shorter show today, but you know how we end, we end our show. We choose love, we choose violence. Ooh. What you got? Ooh. You know what? I don't usually do this. I'm gonna give love to the NFL. Okay. They done hired four black head coaches already in this head coaching cycle. That's absolutely amazing to me. Last year it was Mike Daniels. Five. It was Mike Daniels. Nah. It was Mike. Was that two years? Yeah, that was two years. Two years ago. So then last year it was just D'Amico Ryan's. Yep. One and five. And the four. Now they got four. I think that's amazing. That absolutely. So you got Mike Tomlin, Mike McDaniel's. You got Antonio Pierce. You have um, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, you have Jer- Gerard Mayo. Yep. That's crazy. That's that's amazing to me, I, and I, I love it. And if you actually look at the uh, in the in the a, in the NFC and the AFC championships, if you look up in the front office, they got black GMs, black uh, executives, black uh, VPs of communication. So it, it's 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 awesome to see the feature of black people everywhere uh, in the NFL, which you usually don't get to see. And then Lamar Jackson gonna win tonight, so then you're gonna get to see a dark-skinned black quarterback finally win a Super Bowl. I can't wait for that. You know, they already say he's not quarterbacky enough, so I want to give love to Lamar Jackson too when he proves all the doubters wrong, and it's gonna be even better when he does it against Pat Mahomes. Joe, let me ask you about this this question, this comparison that I've seen. I feel like on social media for a while now, but I feel like it's getting a little louder this week because of the opportunity for Lamar to go to the uh, finals or the Super Bowl thing in basketball. Um, <clears throat> the comparison between Lamar and AI, like, like kind of culturally, mm. you know what I mean? Like, kind of, yeah, like unapologetically themselves, yes. like not. But AI is more, AI is more flashy about it. 
Right. AI, AI was going to let you I'm know. Just, I'm, I'm just meaning in the I sense agree with that, you're like, saying. I agree didn't, with you saying. They didn't change, like, how they oh, yeah. acted or how they talked or how they dressed, like, any of that. Like, I heard it uh, up to all that. I heard an interview earlier this week with Joe Buck, and he was talking about Lamar Jackson. And that he said that he was like, Lamar Jackson reminds me of Charles Barkley. Because they don't give a fuck about what nobody think. They're going to be themselves no matter what. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was that. like, that's that. not bad. Because yeah, you're right. Lamar Jackson, he's not, he country, he hood. He ain't getting, he hasn't taken speech classes like uh, Shannon Sharp and others. He's being himself. People told him, oh man, you dumb. Go get an agent. You can't have your mama do your contract. Look at him. He saved that 3%, kept it in his family, gave it to his mama. And he about to get an MVP and go to, and maybe go to the Super Second Bowl. MVP. That's crazy. In four years. So you gotta put respect on his name, and you stop saying he's not a quarterback. That's that's disrespectful. Yeah, whoever I can't remember who said that he's not quarterbacky enough. Quarterback, he's like, not white enough. Yeah, I'm just like I'm. Just, I don't know, man. I like I'm kind of doubling. I'm gonna double down on the love. Well, I guess more specifically to Lamar. Uh, he he's my favorite non-Dolphin player. So I I've just I've loved well, watching him, and it is it is kind of cool. The, the one like cool thing about favorite. living here in Louisville is the fact that he he gets a lot of love here, obviously for what he did at University of Louisville. You know now, adjunct instructor. So yes, sir. No cards, I guess. Uh, whatever they say. Um, but I I just I, I find his rise so much fun, and I love rooting for him. He's such a fun player, and like the whole like he's not quarterbacky. You know, we're just like one. We can obviously read between the lines to know exactly what the fuck you're trying to say. Right. Like you, you don't think he's intelligent enough to play the quarterback position. He's not going to read the defense and all like all that bullshit that comes along with that. But like, I, I, if you watch him, like, you, like, and and then still have that take, you either don't know what the fuck you're looking at, or like, you're just like you're just stupid. Like, because I sit there and see the way that he manipulates games. So last week was interesting. So someone I follow, he's now the assistant. He's now an assistant coach on the Steelers. Uh, Gerald Alexander. He was with uh, Flores on the Dolphins for a long time. It was he was kind of like his right hand man in orchestrating Flores' defense with Miami. And so when we played Baltimore, what was it that was three years ago now? Won won the game, close game. Really gave Lamar a lot of problems. Right, it was a lot of that cover zero, and then sometimes they would. Not actually being covered zero, but drop people back. It, like, but he like, had uh, no weapons. Then he would be double either. mugged up right at the line, right? But, like, <laughs> yeah. but he didn't have. He wasn't. He didn't have the. Like, he didn't have a lot of weapons. He didn't quite seem to have the answers to the test that he needed for that game. Now, a lot oh of that, yeah, I know exactly. Blame on Greg Roman. And, and and last week, I'm watching Gerald Alexander. He's tweeting during the games, like, yeah, see, when we played them, we had to do that because we didn't want to give him any rush lanes. Uh, because we knew if we even if we got pressure with four, he was just going to escape and get out, and we we're still going to be in trouble, right? Houston did that, especially in the second half. Like they really ratcheted up that same exact type of pressure. Lamar had learned from it, and he had answers every single time. And he he just started fucking them up. I You're right. Like, he he finally looks like a little slow motion in the pocket. You're right. You like he's not, he's, he doesn't panic. Seeing everything. He knows, like, he pl- uses his eyes. You could be right. He always has a counter moving in mind. You're right about that. I give you that. Like his development as doing quarterbacky things it just doesn't get talked about enough because again, his highlights when he runs everything is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing element to his game, but oh man. I like I'm I hope I really hope that they pull out that win tonight. I think they will. I did say I I'm I'm really really rooting for it. 
Is that the three o'clock game or is that the the late? I don't remember. Uh, that bet that's it's Pat Mahomes. It's gonna be the late game. You would think, but I feel like I just I saw. Know, I was just man. flipping to the. Oh, but that's on the West it's... Coast. This is the Forty Niners on the West Coast, so that may be the night game. Yeah. Because the, the first game starts in an hour. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they're up. They're up. They're up here in fifty minutes, Joe. Oh, bro, I can't wait. I'm locked oh, in. I'm locked in. Man, I'm locked it's gonna in. be a great game. But all right, y'all, we are three and a possible. We are out.